Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series called Why New Tongues? And we've been talking about the 10 good reasons to pray in tongues. Let's go over them one more time. First is to pray when you don't know what to pray. That's out of Romans 8.26. Second is to pray God's will when you don't know God's will. That's out of Romans 8.27. Third, to speak to God and not to man. And that's from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. The fourth is to speak the language of angels, which we learned out of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. And the fifth, to pray with the Spirit. And that's out of 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15. And then to sing with the Spirit is also out of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. And the seventh is to magnify God, out of Acts chapter 10, verse 46. The eighth, is to give thanks well, that's from 1 Corinthians 14, 17. The ninth is to stay filled with the Spirit, from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 19. And the tenth is to edify or build up yourself on your most holy faith, which we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, and Jude, verse 20. And yesterday, we finished up going through all ten of those in quite detail, And today I promised you we would learn the six steps about how to be filled with the Holy Ghost and receive your language of new tongues. They really aren't six steps. They're really six things to know that are important in order to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. In Acts chapter 2 verse 4 it says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit, that's a capital S, gave them utterance. And so here are six steps or six things we need to know to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and to speak with other tongues. The first step or the first thing to know is you must first be saved. Because in Acts 19.2, it said he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And of course, as we know in that text, they were already saved, but had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and spoke with other tongues. So it's very important to be saved first. You must know the Lord. You must be a Christian in order to receive this second empowerment called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So the first step is you must be saved. The second step is if you ask for the Holy Spirit, you must know that he will give it to you and he will fill you. Luke eleven thirteen says, if you then being evil, which really means being imperfect. So let me read that again. 
If you then, being evil or imperfect, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You need to believe that. You need to know that if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you. If you ask to be filled with the Spirit, he will fill you. It's a promise. He'll never say no. The third thing we need to know is that you are the one who will do the praying. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 18, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. Notice he says that he was thanking God that he spoke with tongues more than all the others. How did he know that? I'm not sure, but he obviously did. But he did the praying, and so did all those who were filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. Well, let me read Acts 2, 4 again. And they, and that's the subject, were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And we could throw another they in this verse, and it would be in context. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So they were filled, and they began to speak as the Spirit gave them utterance. So you will do the praying. The fourth thing we need to understand is you will not understand what you're praying. 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, that's a little s, but my understanding is unfruitful. And we talked about that yesterday. That's why praying in the spirit, we know that it's praying in tongues. Because Paul said the opposite would be to pray in your understanding. So when you pray in other tongues, you will not understand what you're praying. But how do we know what we are saying? Well, that's the fifth point. Remember that you are speaking to God. The fifth step to understand again is to know that you're speaking to God. 1 Corinthians 14.2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. That's awesome. The mysteries of God being spoken through your spirit. And then the sixth point lines up with this too. When we don't know what we're praying, the Bible does tell us we're praying God's will. The sixth step or the sixth thing we need to know is you're praying God's will. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit, capital S, also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself, capital S, capital H, that's the Holy Spirit, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And as I stated yesterday, a better translation of that would be words that are not in articulate speech. Verse 27 says, Now he, that's God, who searches the hearts, that's us, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, that's the Holy Spirit, because he, the Holy Spirit, makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And that's out of Romans eight twenty six and 27. So we know when we pray in other tongues that we're speaking to God and we're praying God's will. Let's go over the six things again. Number one, you must first be saved. Number two, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, he will give it to you. He will fill you. Number three, you are the one who will do the praying. Number four, you will not understand what you're praying. Number five, you're speaking to God and not to man. And number six, you're praying God's will. I like Romans eight twenty six and 27 in the New Living Testament. Let me read that to you. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts 
knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. I'm going to read that again. That's powerful. That's the New Living Testament of Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Let me tell you how I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When I was a young teenager, I was at an auto show with my family and a friend in New York City. My friend and I were hungry, so we left the convention center to go next door to a sandwich vending shop. As we walked through the halls, took the escalator, walked the sidewalk, and entered the shop, we heard several people talking in foreign languages, and we decided that we would pretend we were from another country, too. We made up a language and talked to each other as if we understood what we were saying. I would say something like, and he would laugh and respond with something just as meaningless. We did it all the way to and from the store. Well, I'm not sure if anyone knew it was all made-up gibberish. But fast-forwarding to 1979, I was saved February 11th that year when I was just one month shy of 26 years old. Within a year after being saved, I heard the word taught concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit several times and was reading a book by Ralph M. Riggs titled The Spirit Himself. When I reached chapter 13, The Baptism in the Holy Spirit, How to Receive It, I knew it was time for me to receive. The five subtitles within the chapter were, Let us now receive, we must first be saved, we must obey, we must ask, we must believe. Well, I was ready. So sitting there alone, reading at my desk in my apartment, I prayed and asked the Lord to fill me with his Holy Spirit. And then by faith, I began to speak in other tongues. I decided to pray for the President of the United States. And since I did not know what to pray for as I ought, I prayed for him in other tongues. After a minute or so, Satan spoke to my mind and told me I was making it up. He said it was nothing but baby talk and it didn't mean a thing. I immediately opened my Bible to Romans chapter 8 verses 26 through 27 and told him that I was not making it up, it was not baby talk, and that according to Romans, I was praying the will of God for the president. I continued to pray in other tongues, and Satan came a second time with the same accusation. You're making it up. It's just a bunch of baby talk. I rebuked him, repeated what the book of Romans said, and prayed in tongues even louder. Satan came a third time. But this time he said something that shook me. He said, then what's the difference between what you're doing now and what you did at the auto show with your friend in New York City? Well, it stopped me. I did not have the answer. I sat there. Then I brought the question to the Lord. I said, Lord, what is the difference between what I'm doing now and what I did as a teenager in New York? Almost instantly, the Lord spoke. He gave me one word, faith. He said, it's according to your faith. He said, these signs follow those who believe. If you believe, then you are praying my will. If you don't, it amounts to nothing. Well, that's all I needed, and I've been praying in tongues ever since. Satan did not return with his accusation a fourth time. It's been about 35 years since then, and I pray more in tongues now than I ever have. Praying in tongues is the most practical and useful tool the Lord has ever given me. 
Well, what proof do we have that we're actually praying God's will? The only proof we have is his word and our faith. I like a quote I heard Kenneth E. Hagin say. He said, the Bible says it, I believe it, and that settles it. Well, are you ready? Are you ready to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak with new tongues? Well, pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in new tongues. You said if I asked for the Holy Spirit, you would fill me. I thank you for filling me with your spirit. And now by faith, I will pray in new tongues. I realize I won't understand what I'm saying, but I believe the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 and Romans chapter 8 that I'm speaking to you and I believe I'm praying your will in Jesus' name. Amen. Now go ahead and think of someone to pray for and pray for them in other tongues. Now our time is up and I have to go, so I believe this has really helped you. Think of someone you need to pray for. Start praying for them in the spirit. Don't let the devil stop you. Hey, love you. You be blessed. Please come back tomorrow. Same time, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.